You're listening to Rock of Ages, where I introduce my friends who are much into music theater to different types of pop and rock music. And sometimes they'll introduce me to some theater music. Today we're looking at Great Comet. With me I have Romy. Hey. Kay. Hey. Isaiah. Hi. Wyatt. Hello. And Riley. Hi. Natasha, Pierre, and the Great Comet of 1812, otherwise known as the Great Comet, or even just Great Comet, is a sung-through musical adaptation of a 70-page segment from Tolstoy's 1869 novel War and Peace, written and composed by Dave Malloy and directed by Rachel Chafkin. It is based on part 8 of Tolstoy's novel, focusing on Natasha's affair with Anatole and Pierre's search for meaning in his life. It had a production 2012 off-Broadway and a 2016 Broadway production. A cast recording of the Broadway production was released on May 19, 2017, and the genres are show tunes, art pop, and Russian folk music. Now I'm going to read the all-music review from Marcy Donaldson. An adaptation of the portion of the Tolstoy novel War and Peace, Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812, is a musical that opened off-Broadway in 2012. It had its Broadway premiere in 2016, and this original Broadway cast recording features Danae Benton and multi-platinum recording artist Josh Groban in the title roles. With its book, lyrics, and music by Malloy, it offers an unconventional theatrical mix of Russian folk, rock music, and electronic music that the composer dubbed an electro-pop opera. Highlights include the eclectic folk company number The Duel, and Sonia Alone, a ballad that Malloy exclusively wrote for Britton Ashford in the role of Natasha's cousin Sonia. Do I even need to ask what you guys think of this? Oh my god, no. It's pretty sick. Yeah. My heart. I love this. Like. I love it so much. Yeah, I, 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 I first heard of it like a couple years ago, then uh, last year, like literally like last year and a week and a half ago, I first listened to it in full and now I'm listening to it again and I'm like, wow, there are so many parts that, that I missed that I'm catching on. It just, this has aged over time and not in a bad way at all. Like it's, damn, this is tied. This is tied with uh, Hades Town as being like my favorite piece of musical thing. Like, yeah, it's 
It's so darn good. Yeah, it's yeah. up there on my musical list. It is so oh my god, it's so high. And up your there musical, on the musical list, list and your musical it's list consists of nothing but uh, this, Heather's, and you're in town. Hamilton, <laughs> Hamilton is number one because I'm a poser. Um, <laughs> unconventional musicals are the best. Yeah. I don't know if I I've talked about the time I wrote a, an essay on Carrie my freshman year, but this was my second choice for writing that essay. Hmm. Carrie only beat it out because then but now i have culture so i would have chosen this <laughs> yes like there's so many things go on in this musical and of course the filthy normie human being wouldn't like accept this but we the cultured human people kids we we accept this right <laughs> yeah. yeah and you know instead of going through song through song that because that takes forever i i think i just i just want to i want to give an insultingly short recap of the entire musical without going song through song i just want everyone to listen to my insultingly short song for song recap of of the musical is that all right all right let's go so pierre is sad he has a he has a wife but he's still very sad natasha and her cousin sonia arrive in moscow to live with their godmother maria while they wait for natasha's suitor andre who has been said many times is not here it's it's the it's the whole arc of the musical that Andre is not here. Everything well, that there's happened- a war going on out there somewhere. That's yeah, why Andre isn't here. Of course, Andre isn't here. Yeah, <laughs> he's fighting Andre. in the war. Andre three thousand isn't here. <laughs> Andre, where are you? So Natasha goes to her future in-laws' house, but her in-laws hate her, and so she's sad. But then she's happy again because she remembers that Andre loves her. Right. The moon. She looks at the moon and just like kind of yells a lot pretty great good for her yeah much like uncle and then she doesn't want to live on the moon and then (laughs) and then everyone goes to the opera except for pierre because he is sad he's a cuckold that's what he's described (laughs) as and then arrival of anatole who is probably a closet foot fetishist we don't know but anyway he and he and natasha (laughs) i think we know yeah. We know. Oh, We've been new. Yeah. Love Anatole. <laughs> anyway, Anatole and Natasha hit it off, and and that's that's nice. And so Anatole goes to Pierre, and Pierre is married to Anatole's sister. And Anatole's like, "Hey, you want to hit the bar?" And Pierre's like, "All right." And then Pierre accidentally shoots Anatole's friend in like a duel. And then Pierre questions his meaning in life. And then Sonia and Natasha oh, by have the a way, little I think talk. It's important to note that Anatole's friend is absolutely having an affair with his wife. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Honestly, it's I think. Like I think. Subtle. Honestly, I think Dolokhov is really like a. If you were gonna cast a great comic movie, I could definitely see Dolokhov as like a Joe Pesci type. Right. Dolokhov's just a guy. He's described as the best shot in the musical, yet he takes one shot in the musical and he misses it. <laughs> I mean, he is. Des- I mean, he is described as not very important. He's fierce, uh, <laughs> but he's not good at anything ever. All right, so Natasha and Sonia have a little chat, and then Helene, Pierre's wife, visits Natasha, says, hey, you should go to this ball with Anatole. You guys will hit it off. And then Natasha goes to the ball with Anatole, and they hit it off some more. And Natasha questions whether or not she should break off her engagement with Andre, which she ultimately decides to do after having a fight with uh, Sonia. And then Pierre also writes to Andre, like, Napoleon is Satan. I have confirmed this. We need to destroy him. He sounds like a Facebook conspiracy theorist. He's like, Napoleon, 666, Satan, the devil, I'm going to murder him with my bare hands. I like the like that one guy from Octet, another great Dave Malloy musical. Yeah, he's like Toby, my boy. <laughs> All right, so uh, 
And He's Toby, but likable. Nat- Natasha is very mad. Sonia is very sad. And then Andre and Dolovka cons- conspire to uh, elope with Natasha and run away forever. And so they equ- equip the help of, cra- of a crazy taxi driver named Balaga, who it's is- Balaga. He's there just for fun. Balaga is just for fun. Good for him. Good for him. So Anatole has like a, a going away party before he goes to like kidnap Natasha because that's really what's happening here. Before they reach the house, Maria comes in and goes, if you don't turn around right now, I will kill every last one of you. And then, and then Maria yells at Natasha, you are a slut. And then Natasha faints. And then Maria goes to Pierre and tells him, you better get Anatole out of this town. Otherwise, I will kill him. And then I will kill you. Not, not really. That I just, I'm, I'm just going too far. I think Grace McLean constantly looks like she's about to murder someone with her bare hands. Just very good for her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Grace McLean's performance as Maria was so over the top, and it was, it was beautiful, <laughs> charming. And then charming. Charmant, charmant. Prince charming. Helene cannot speak French, and I love that for her. <laughs> <laughs> So Pierre goes to Anatole and says, you got to get out of here, son. Society will never accept foot of fetishists and you know it. And Anatole's like, damn, dude, you're his- right. And then he sings the highest note he possibly can and then leaves. And then Sonia goes <laughs> and then Sonia goes to Natasha's unconscious body and goes, you know, I've always loved you. <laughs> and then and then Andre finally <laughs> comes back. We've been building up Andre this entire musical and we're going to finally see the greatest man in the entire musical and then pierre and andre they chat uh, andre says i know your brother-in-law has been seducing my uh f- my fiance and then pierre's like yeah i guess that's true but you can forgive her right i mean she's she is dying and then andre's like ha fools you fools <laughs> and then he leaves and we never see him again <laughs> oh that was Oh, I feel like there's a great thing I need to mention. I have not watched the actual show disclaimer, but like I've seen bootlegs and stuff that at the point at which Andre leaves, he goes up to uh, where his gross old dad's chair is, Bokonski, and he like shoves his sister aside and he like sits in his chair and looks exactly like Bokonski because it is the same actor. And it's like he's becoming his father because of this rejection. It's all full circle. It's all full circle. And Mary is always getting the worst of it because she's best girl. And I feel bad for her. Yes. Yeah, when you said he's become his father, you you remind me of the Gravity Falls gag where, like, Dipper showed this monster that shows you your worst fears. (laughs) You've become your father. (laughs) I love that. I love that scene. So anyway, Pierre goes to Natasha and Pierre's like, if if I didn't if I wasn't married to Helene, I would marry you because I love you. And then Natasha's like, Okay, that's cool, man. And then Pierre leaves and he's and he's like, Well, I just got rejected, but I feel I, I feel happier and I'm glad that she's happier. And then he sees a great comet in the sky and he says, Even though this probably means the end of society as we know it, I feel happy now. And that's the end. <laughs> we know it, but, but I, I feel, feel fine. fine. I see Pierre's little speech to Natasha is like you know, if I wasn't a beta male, you could be my gamer girl. <laughs> Fun fact, that is literally the only spoken line in the entire musical. Every line, every other line that sounds like it should be spoken is spoken in sing speak where you're not really speaking, but you're not really singing either. You're just you're singing things in like a melody and rhythm so it sounds like you're singing and not like you're speaking. This was a 
a choice. I, I don't know what Malloy was trying to present here, but I applaud him for it. Any thoughts? Um, yeah, I think, like, the the whole, like, sing-speak thing was one of the drawbacks for me on this uh, musical. If I'm gonna, I think it's great, but if I'm kind being, of awkward. If, if I'm being honest, sing-speak was kind of, like, my drawback, too. Like, uh, think of, like, Bear, uh, Lizzie, not- Town. They all feature, like, dialogue. It's not just, it's not just, like, very quick sing-speak. But this does not, det- it does not detract from my love of this musical. Yeah, it can be pulled off. For sure, but I don't know. This is not the. Track. I didn't know it was operatic going into it, so I was a little, I was a little taken aback at first. But I think I learned to like it. I will say the, the easily the most uh, avant-garde thing that uh, Dave Malloy did was the middle section of the opera, which is just Yoko Ono singing to that one song. We all know what yeah. that one song is. Like, you know, Balaga. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Yoko Ono singing Balaga. Where's my Yoko rendition of Balaga? Mm-hmm. Yoko Ono as Balaga in the great comic book. <laughs> where's, where's Phil Collins' cover of Balaga? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm, I've, I've listened to Phil Collins on the new Genesis tour. He's fine, but it's very queer that his voice is weltering. I really think this should be like this, that, his last tour ever. He, he The man deserves it. I saw it. the headlines where it was like, Phil Collins may not be able to play the drums ever again, and I'm like depressed now. <laughs> Phil Collins will never sing again. Somewhere out there, Jackson <laughs> is thinking, how beautiful. <laughs> Jackson's yeah. only happy because it's their farewell tour. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, pretty darn good musical. Pretty darn good musical. Yeah, yes. It's pretty dang great. I love how yeah. prog it is. That's, yeah. That's, I was listening to like <laughs> the opera and the duel were so prog- were more progressive than I originally thought they were. In fact, they're this part of this new genre that I created called progressive cabaret. <laughs> That's a good genre. Okay, but how did this how did this musical lose best musical at the Tonys? Oh, uh, to because Ben Platt. Ca- okay. To the Ben Platt biopic. <laughs> no, no. If, okay. Even so, if this lost and like come from away one, I wouldn't be that mad. The fact that Dear Evan Hansen won. Yeah, if anyone listening is not familiar with our opinion on Dear Evan Hansen, let me restate it. We don't think it's bad. We don't think it deserved the Tony at all. And the muse and ben the movie Platt, version sucks. Get out of my house. <laughs> get out of my house. In my house, in my house. In my house, in my house. Ben Platt, you will not enter my house. Ben Platt, you scoundrel. You're a scoundrel, you're a wretch. That's a fact, Benjamin. I'm sorry, Ben Platt, if you're listening to this. I'm sure you're a delightful man. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't like you. Yeah, you are... Yeah, he's a decent actor, but he he was just trying to make the best of a poor Mm. script. Mm-hmm. Did anyone see the part where he's like Naruto running? Yeah, yeah, I seen that. Oh. Is this gonna I'm be our DEH slander episode? Yeah. Well, I this and the actual DEH episode. I have not seen the Dear Evan Hansen movie, but and I gladly will not. Stay a survivor. I almost saw it at TIFF when they had a digital showing, but I, I, it was really late at night in my time zone, so I decided not to bother and uh, kind of glad I didn't. The doctor's 
glasses mechanically into my large mouth. You know, I will say, I understand why you theater kids like Emerson, Lincoln, Palmer more than I thought you would now. Because listening to Great Comet, there's so many like bleeps and bloops that, that remind me of something like off of pictures at an exhibition or Carnival 9. And even there, th this shares a lot of similarities with pictures. Like it's taking this like Russian type music and making it more modern, electronic, edgy. It's so edgy. <laughs> Apparently not edgy enough for freshman me, though, because I still chose Carrie over it. <laughs> Comet is an edgelord musical. <laughs> yeah. Well, Pierre is an edgelord. I think we can all agree with that. Yeah. Yes. I mean, Josh Groban is the best Pierre, mostly because he's the only yeah. Pierre I listen to. Yeah, well, I mean, Dave Malloy is an okay Pierre, but I don't like his voice very much. Sorry, <laughs> I, I Dave. I love how Dave Malloy was the original Pierre. <laughs> Like, I don't think it's a narcissistic move, but uh, why why cast Wait, yourself as the Pierre? I didn't know that was... I didn't know he Lin-Manuel Miranda'd himself. <laughs> he was the blueprint. He was the blueprint. Yeah. Wait, he wait the until Dave Malloy makes an animated movie about a kinkajou. I'll wait. Did you guys hear about that one controversy that I just found out? Oh, but, um, apparently the actor... For, it was about Great Comet, but apparently... Um, the guy that played um, Hercules Mulligan, I can't pronounce his name, but um, oh, is it Oak? That's yeah, a, yeah, somewhere around there. Him. Yeah, I, yeah, I know about this controversy. He was oh, originally yeah. supposed to leave and be replaced by Mandy Patinkin, who we all know as Inigo Montoya from The Princess Bride. But Patinkin backed out at like the last minute, and then like, and the entire show just collapsed on itself. Oh, sad. At least it's for licensing now. I want to see a production in my area. Mm -hmm. I want to see Pasadena Playhouse. I want to see what they do with with the Great Comet. Yeah. Have you seen what they're doing with Head Over Heels? I have not. Um, should I? Yes, you should. Um, they're staging it like a dance party with the Go Go's music and that, that does sound interesting. Five thousand from RuPaul's Drag Race is in it. That's so I, cool. Hey, we got the beat so is cool. the only Go Go song I've ever heard, but it still sounds cool. I still think that song's from Fresh Beat Band. <laughs> <laughs> I I did not realize it was I, by a real human being. I thought it was from the Fresh I'm Beat Band. I'm about to. I am. I am. I'm about to. I am about to shave myself. But I first heard of we got we got the beat. Through Radio Rebel. Oh. Shame. Is it better or worse than the Fresh Beat Band? I, well, it's Radio Rebel, so. Oh, worse. so infinitely better because it's <laughs> the best movie. <laughs> I'm amazed people well, Fresh actually Beat remember is the Fresh Beat Band. Fresh Beat Band is the best band. It is. Fresh Beat Band has the beat. It has the beat. The, the freshest beat. <laughs> okay, but like the crossover with uh, Yo Gabba Gabba and the Fresh Beat Band. So oh, that, was the sh that was the That was so good. The Beatles and Pink Floyd, uh, they haven't contributed 1% to what the band of beats that are fresh have done. <laughs> uh, Yo Gabba Gabba's coming back on Apple. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. Yeah. Did you know that, um, the guy that played DJ Lance is on TikTok and he's like a celeb on TikTok. <laughs> oh my yeah. god. I think he was the one who announced it actually. I saw like an announcement on Twitter and it was like a TikTok of DJ Lance going, Hey, our show's back on. Can't wait <laughs> and for that's it. <laughs> I didn't expect for DJ Lance to be in the thumbnail for this episode. <laughs> I said this is a very eclectic musical and Indeed, there are a lot of eclectic influences. I feel like the greatest thing about this musical is that Dave Malloy has like 27 playlists for all of the songs that inspired Great Comet. 
And so I, I think it's pretty oh, cool. I'm going to have to. Wait, I really love that. I love that. So for... Uh, list for songs I mean, that inspired my movies. Uh, it's got everything from classical music to electronic to like rap and hip hop to rock and roll. And this is for you, Isaiah. A couple Radiohead. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, so when he puts LA Blues in one of those playlists, then run. <laughs> <laughs> it would fit in the opera. Just trap. There. That's what I was thinking of when Yoko Yoko Ono karaoke singing L.A. Blues. That's the <laughs> that's the opera. <laughs> like L.A. Blues does seem like a Yoko Ono song. Yeah. <laughs> so let me let me list off some of the songs that piqued my interest in each playlist. So for uh, the uh, not the prelude, what is it? Uh, the, prologue. Yes, for the for the prologue, uh, some of the songs on there were. Uh, Gully, Rosemary, and the Jack of Hearts by Bob Dylan, and uh, 1921 by The Who. And as I mentioned that Dylan song, Isaiah is thinking, pity, guess I can't like that song anymore. Nope, never listening to Dylan <laughs> ever, obviously. Yeah. So, and Ooh. Pierre, we have uh, Sexy Sadie by The Beatles, Quicksand by, Let's go. <laughs> Quicksand by Bowie, Adam Race to Cain by Springsteen, and Let Down from Radiohead. Oh, my. Uh, no one else has uh, I Will from the Beatles and Harvest Moon by Neil Young. And a year ago, I wasn't a Neil Young fan, but now I am a Neil Young fan. So when I listen to Harvest Moon, I'm going to be thinking, oh, shit, this is what inspired no one else. This is epic. Obviously, no one else by Weezer inspired no one else. <laughs> it shames me to say I we're getting believe- to Weezer. Where can you find this playlist? I want to see this. It's on Spotify. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. Let's go, dude. Yeah, because if you follow Dave Malloy, you can stalk him. <laughs> yeah, I am, right, I could stalk. I'm stalking him right now. Right now, he's listening to "Tomorrow Night" by Bob Dylan. What a! I can't believe this. Oh why? Why? Oh, <laughs> oh, no. oh, oh. I'm just like kidding, Dylan. Dave. Like, kidding, Dave. Like, yeah. So, uh. Oh, by the way. Okay, wait, hold on. But can we talk about how Goofy's trial is counted as a song on Spotify? Oh. <laughs> no. Yes. Wait, what? What? Have you seen Goopy's Trial? Huh? Nope. Okay. What? Okay, oh. you are so uncultured. It's a I don't know how to say it, but it's it's a masterpiece and it counts as a song on Spotify and it's so good. Is it just Goofy? Oh my God. Is it just Goofy singing The Trial from Pink Floyd? I I wish that were the case, Andrew. I really do. <laughs> I, I, I'd love to hear Goofy say "tear down the wall." <laughs> oh my God! Can we get the Can we get the guy that does the impressions to yes. cover that? Yeah. Hat? Anyway, the the opera inspirations: uh, Two Thousand Light Years by the Stones mm-hmm. and Revolution Nine by the Beatles. I'm I'm not surprised by that. This is a huge win. Uh, the duo has stuff from Shostakovich and Karl Orff, who are two classical composers, but also "Boys Keep Swinging" from Bowie. Not only that, but from Lodger, Isaiah's favorite album of all time. Oh. The joke is, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, because it's not. <laughs> it's funny, because it's a lie. Dustin Ashes is inspired by Someone Saved My Life Tonight from Elton John, My Way by Frank Sinatra, and Life on Mars by Bowie. Sunday Morning is inspired by Sunday Morning from Velvet Underground, and She's Always a Woman from Billy Joel. Uh, Sonia and Natasha is inspired by Rosalita and uh, Jungle Land from Springsteen and Scenes from an Italian Restaurant from Billy Joel. And, so- Sonia wow. al- and Sonia alone is inspired by uh, the Grand Partita Serenade from Mozart, which is very famously used in Amadeus. And the title track from Let It Bleed by the Stones. 
So I guess we can all be very glad that the, in the lyrics, Sonia never says, Natasha, if you need someone to cream on, you can cream <laughs> on, on me. <laughs> cream on me when you're not strong. Uh, why, I did, why I didn't think of that last time is beyond me. <laughs> Sorry, guys, but I had to do it. I had to say this. I mean, there always is the Natasha wanting to tickle everyone. And <laughs> that's that's going to be enough strangeness for me. Yeah. <laughs> tickle me, Elmo. Yeah, it's the side effects of the intoxication. Rest assured, given the chance, Natasha will tickle you. <laughs> it is the side effects of the cocaine. <laughs> I could get her to tickle me. That's a weird thought, but okay. The abduction is inspired by Alabama Song from The Doors and The Trial from Pink Floyd. And I'm not surprised by that one because, like, one of the middle themes is literally just the main theme from The Trial from Pink Floyd. Like, it's a straight-up lift. I noticed that. I was like, yeah. Pink Floyd? Yeah. <laughs> and and then Wyatt was looking at you funny because he wasn't here for the wall episode. He doesn't He doesn't know. I'm wallless. <laughs> Uh, in My House was inspired by Shostakovich's String Quartet Number no. 8, which is fire, and While My Guitar Gently <laughs> Weeps by The Beatles. And uh, A Call to Pierre was inspired by Sly from Herbie Hancock, and of all things, The Great Curve by The Talking Heads, which I don't get. I love this man. <laughs> we stand. Do not disrespect Dave Malloy in this house. <laughs> I'm worshipping him. We do uh, not just respect Dave Malloy in yeah. my house. Yeah. Find Anatole is uh, in inspired house. by Allentown from Billy Joel and the Jaws theme. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Pierre and Anatole is inspired by What in the World from Bowie. And uh, Natasha Very Ill is inspired by Nude from Radiohead. Nude. <laughs> uh, Pierre and Andre is inspired by Gustav Mahler's Kinder Totenlieder, which is German for Songs on the Death of Children. I'm not kidding. Oh. <laughs> it's also inspired by Schumann's Traumere, which is German for Dreaming, so different subject matter. And also Long, Long, Long from the Beatles and Rain Song from Led Zeppelin. Oh, I love Rain Songs. <laughs> it's the reason <sighs> Houses of the Holy is your favorite Zeppelin. I adore Houses of the Holy, but I'll talk about that more later yeah. <laughs> for and another episode. Pierre and Natasha is And So It Goes from Billy Joel and the Aria from Bach's Goldberg Variations. And the title track, per se, is inspired by Strawberry Fields Forever from the Beatles, Rock and Roll Suicide from Bowie, and Shine On You Crazy Diamond by Pink Floyd. No way! What? <laughs> So this man, There's like, no imagine, this man listens yes. to everything, and I love it. Yeah, I listen to everything. How come I haven't done anything productive? <laughs> oh, oh, by the way, uh, since Great Comet was partially inspired by uh, Strawberry Fields Forever, I would laugh so hard if instead of that they just played the Death of Strawberry from <laughs> Third <Thursday Wow>. Number Three. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I was listening to the title track with Wyatt and. There is no way like, in hell I would have guessed that Shine Crazy Diamond. Well, if you listen to those last, that. if you listen to those like last thirty seconds, you can kind of hear like some sort of avant-garde inspiration, like the Floyd would like would do. Yeah, because the end of it is interesting. It's got like that weird chord thing. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, synthesizers on this album. Let's go. <laughs> you can hear. Yes, and- you can hear a bit of it on Charming, The Duel, uh, Pierre and Andre. Uh, again, with the whole ELP thing. 
Dave Malloy is the Emerson, Lake, and Palmer of musical theater. Okay, wait, I have, like, a cool, like, sort of story-ish thing about, not a story, just, like, a theory that a lot of people have come up with that I really like about the synthesizers and the other electronic instruments. Um, It's that in the musical, like, electronic instruments and stuff are a symbol of, like, polish and high society and fakeness. So in, like, the songs, like, the duel and the opera that are very much, like, Natasha's in society and she's, like, trying to deal with stuff and she's, like, everyone's coming at her with, like, this face on. Like, Anatola's lying to her. A lot of people are, like, lying to her and trying to manipulate her. So there's a lot of, like, the electronic music in the songs. And then during the more, like, laid bare kind of songs, like, Dust and Ashes and, like, Pierre and Natasha, or Natasha and Pierre, whatever. Pierre and Natasha, like, they're, it's very, like, subtle music, but tends to be very quiet and in the background. And what you can mostly hear are people's voices to, like, represent that they're, like, not being, like, held back by this aura of we are rich people and we need to manipulate each other. That's epic, Dave Malloy. Good job. <laughs> Yeah. says a lot about ours <laughs> also i'm going back to those uh playlists um a lot of those po- those playlists featured songs by the beatles so whether you like it or not every piece of music ever will always go back to the beatles i know it's disgusting but it's a fact that you have to accept Boo. obviously the beatles invented music the, beatles. <laughs> the blues brothers invented music Beatle music <laughs> <laughs> and everyone they cross path with paths with invented music too uh, yes yeah. also I, I on we are all- on the website last.fm i was looking at the page for the private and intimate life of the house and the the video for the private and intimate life of the house the thumbnail for that video is sailor moon on a crucifix <laughs> no! that's, yeah, that's, 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 just, that's just what it is though that's like that's mary that's her yeah malloy was an evangelion fan the whole time <laughs> the only thing you need to know about mary is she would definitely watch anime if it existed in 18th in 19th century russia <laughs> mary mary doesn't get her due honestly she was only in like three songs mary is my favorite character ever actually no sony is my favorite character but also like maria and helene and natasha and uh, like Dolokhov. And they're all my favorite characters. Okay. Sp- speaking of Sonia, uh, Sonia alone, I love the vocal inflections on that song. Yes. Oh, Britton Ashford. I yeah. love is Britton she in any so other? Much. Is she in any other musicals or is this it? She's in Ghost Quartet. Her and Kelsey Bell are in Ghost Quartet together all with right. Dave Malloy. Let's go. Oh. oh, she's like, she plays Rose oh, Red and she's so good. Also, she has like um a solo music career. So she has like albums out. Right. I think I'll I'm pretty to... sure. I don't really listen to them too much, All but right. I'll have to check that out. I wonder if she'll do a collab with Elton John or something. It probably very unlikely, but still, <laughs> that's a cool thought to think about. She has an amazing voice. Oh, it's so good. Yes, and she and she's also very pretty. Mm-hmm. And I lost my train of thought because we were talking about Sonia. <laughs> okay. Anyway, go listen to Ghost Quartet because it fil- fulfills all of my Sonia X Mary needs. Yeah. It's a magic time travel musical about. Uh, murder. Yeah. Also, and, uh, Rose Red. <laughs> also, I like how uh, Pierre and Natasha is the only song that features just one instrument. You know, is, you know, you know. Yeah, I feel that, bro. Yeah. It's about the symbolism. Yeah. Also, um, I, I, I read that Anatole was inspired by Bowie, which I, I can really get, because, especially if we're looking at Thin White Duke era Bowie, which makes your side effects of the cocaine analogy even better isaiah <laughs> it is not the side effects of the cocaine yeah. 
I think the uh, drugs are the only reason <laughs> Natasha actually falls for him because I don't know how. The Girl, there are so many men that exist. Duke, tickling you don't in need him. Eyes. <laughs> yeah, I tried. But did but is David Bowie a foot fetish? Um, I mean, he never said he was, Pat. but he never said he wasn't. Plausible deniability. Does Dave Malloy know things about David Bowie that we don't? Yeah, <laughs> it's David. It's wild. How many no, 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 no. <laughs> Holly knows what David Bowie had for breakfast on January 13th, 1987. <laughs> I have no idea why I thought of that, but... Uh, Dave Malloy, number one stalker. <laughs> New floor alert! Yeah, Dave yeah. Malloy stalks the members of Emerson, Lincoln, Palmer, as well as David Bowie. Yeah. <laughs> it's just in. We need a Emerson, Lincoln, Palmer jukebox musical as made by Dave Malloy. <laughs> Please! That'd be so good. He would, like, just make it good. He just would. Also, uh, Malloy's birthday is just four days before Bowie's. That's... <laughs> that's Synchronicity, a... baby! We'll Synchronicity. The police. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we'll get to... Syn- we're getting to police on this podcast. Uh, Let's go! <laughs> and we're also getting to also a bunch of other Malloy stuff. Of course, Ghost Quartet and Octet, but also... I was at a Goodwill store today, and I got an, a vinyl of Sergei Rachmaninoff's Second Symphony. So if, <gasps> we're gonna means... listen to Preludes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Those are the only four I listen to, but I need to listen to like Moby Dick and stuff, and like Beowulf and Beardo. Oh my gosh, I should listen to Beardo. I actually have I got... Beardo on the list, but it's like way deep down because it's really niche. Oh my god, we're gonna listen to Beardo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have the downloads of the pro shots of both. Beowulf and Beardo. Send them to me immediately. Oh, and also, Dave Lloyd released the pro shot of Ghost Quartet on his own on YouTube, so. Yeah, I've seen yeah. it like a bunch of times. It's so good. Yeah. I'm like never not watching it. Hard as it is in the coming days, I watch my friend in her strange, unnatural state. Don't let her out of my sight. She trails off, stares at nothing, laughs at random, and the letters come. She waits by the window, and I listen at the door, until one day I see by the side. I, I love the setup of Andre in, the, in this musical as like a mythical figure. Who's like talked about how everyone and how his absence is the is, causes like every single thing to happen in the musical. And you're when you when Andre, and when you are the catalyst for this event. No, 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 no. And when Andre finally returns, you expect him to be this big, beautiful blonde hero, but instead he turns as misogynist as his own father. <laughs> I mean, on one hand, Andre bad. On the one hand, you can't blame him because Natasha did like cheat on him with Anatole, but I mean he. He could be more forgiven. Like, Pierre even lampshades this. Like, you could be more forgiving. You told me yourself that you should forgive. and But then Andre's like, well, I never said I should forgive. Andre admits to being a beta cock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Unpopular opinion. I don't hate Amber Gray, but I don't like her either. I don't, well, I don't love her. As, Wait, I, who? Amber Gray, who plays uh, Helene. Oh, Amber Gray. No, has no, stop that. talking. Okay, stop no, talking but, now. But, but I, I will admit she but, got, she has she has 
swagger, charisma, especially on Charming. Which she features has the best a... song on If the Fates Allow, the Hades Town Christmas album. Right. There was a Hades Town Christmas album? There was a Hades Town Christmas album. Also, oh my spe- God. speaking of Charming, oh, and spe- yes. oh, speaking of Charming, that it, I can definitely hear a, mo- a faint Moog synthesizer in the background, and I'm like, oh. I'm like, it's not eargasm level of of satisfaction, but it's up there. It's like, that is cool. You are cool, Dave. No, really, Dave. Dave Malloy. Dave Malloy really is the actually he is the David Bowie of musical theater. He's like such a chameleon when it comes to like genres and styles. You know. I appreciate that. Yeah. Right. And oh my god, this is good. It is really great. Yeah. Like uh, I, I didn't have high hopes for you when it came to mu- musical theater. When we when we did urine town because you gave it a two out of ten, but then my yeah, hope my hope kind of my hope kind of got up when you when I said our next theater album would be Heather's and you and you replied hot and yeah hot. yeah yeah and 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 now I have hope but so and and the, and that's great. Is there any other songs we should mention? Um, but wait. Um, oh, we forgot. A- we we didn't we didn't really hey, talk wait. about letters, did we? Or is this one part? Um. Can I say Let Riley say something. Let Riley say something. Okay, so there's this one part in one of the songs. Is after the song after the private and intimate life of the house. And can I just say, Mary and Natasha's little dissonance harmony. Oh yes, yes. Oh my god. Oh yeah. I just wanted to point that out because I always go back to. It's like the the it's like the harmonies in I've been like bad example because those vocals aren't dissonant but still it's something that uh, that it it takes you out of it and you're like wow that's cool this it's all part of my next normal redemption arc oh no what do you mean what do you mean oh no this it's it's my redemption arc i actually like i think i heard that wrong i think i heard it wrong i'm sorry let's move on um i'm gonna give this a nine and a half because uh my my faults with kind kind of with the same speak but also kind of like a call to pierre and find anatole like, I love the intro to A Call to the Pier, but those two songs are kind of like, eh, for me. Also, The Ball, I didn't really find anything really to latch on to. But it's a, this is wonderful. It's one of the first musicals I've actually listened to in full. And I'm, and, and I'm like, wow, I, 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 I had pretty good expectations for this. And I, I was pretty surprised. And I was pleasantly surprised when I first listened to it a year ago. And But uh, listening to it... Now and I'm catching all these other things and and just reading along with the story and catching a few actually catching a few bits of the symbolism and the lyrics which I usually don't like doing but Dave Malloy is a bit of an odd tour so it's okay and this is this is tied with you're in it's tied with Hades Town is my favorite piece of theater I think got to my head though I choose Hades Town because I actually saw that live but make no mistake Great Comet is amazing. Mm-hmm. I I kept saying I almost kept saying you're in town. <laughs> um, I have one little story that I was gonna add about letters earlier before I, I was a little interrupted. Um, I mean not letters about the opera, where I remember I heard about this. I think I think it might have been in the genius annotations, but I'm not sure. You is can it, read the genius wait, annotations. Is it about by the Tolst- way, they're great. Is it, is it about Tolstoy hating opera? Yeah, it's about Tolstoy hating opera. Um, <laughs> because Tolstoy hated opera so much that he in the original War and Peace he like 
talked about it like it was super gross and weird and like freakish and like to the modern viewer who is watching a musical voluntarily they're not going to get that because like it is kind of like it translates over into Tolstoy did not like sitting for hours and listening to music and he was freaked out by it but obviously if you're viewing a musical you're not going to get that so Dave Malloy had to like translate that experience of being weirded out into the context of the musical so he had like avant-garde screaming and like lots of like death imagery but very like vague death imagery which is like freaky so he just tried to make it as freaky as possible in order to appeal to the modern musical viewer <laughs> yeah it, it, it almost sounds it, it really does sound like the beatles trying to play revolution nine in concert <laughs> it's the la blues of opera <laughs> it's, it's the yoko it's the yoko ono singing karaoke of la blues all right uh Kay, you what do you think you love this right oh what do i think <laughs> i would give it a hard 9.8 wow you you think bear's better than this do i wait what did i write bear 9.9 i'm giving this a 9.9 okay <laughs> that's what i thought. I like them equally i just have more in my heart for this because i discovered it first Hmm. And I kind of, yeah, I just have a lot of love for this musical, like so much love. Well, if I could compare uh, anybody to Dave Malloy to anybody, it would probably be like the French filmmaker Jacques Audiard, he, who made the Sisters Brothers. And he he's kind of like a chameleon when it comes to like auteur filmmaking. Was, hmm. Like he did this, like just recently he did this movie called uh, Paris 13th District, which is a fairly mundane uh slice of life romantic drama hmm. and it's very far removed from stuff like the sisters brothers and rust and bone hmm. so but what would you give out of 10 i would give it a 10 okay yeah baby <laughs> yeah, uh, great comic good all right uh, the dynamic duo wide and isaiah what would you give this isaiah okay um i am gonna give it a 7.5 because it starts off so strong with the prologue. I think that's such a fire track. And then it just like picks up from there. Andre I love like the... Oh, and Pierre. Pierre is such a good song. <laughs> yeah, Pierre. Stan Pierre, by the way. <laughs> he is charming. He um, has no song sex. Is the only, it's one of the only dude songs from that that's fully in my range. So I really like Pierre. <laughs> also, he, I love the he, he, also talks, he also talks about watching his screen. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about the abduction, though? Oh yeah, we we had oh, talked yeah. about the Pink Floyd thing. The dance part, the dance break in the abduction is just I love it so much. That's probably my favorite part of the entire musical. Oh yeah. <laughs> Although it kind of gets me down a bit when Anatole has to sing speak the Russian custom stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, it doesn't detract from my love of it. But continue Isaiah. Yeah, so I, I love like the hearing all the songs that influence the tracks that had like gave me more respect towards the the musical and the opera oh my god the opera is so good mm -hmm. so i love the opera so much so 7.5 <laughs> i feel like i'm being a um sacrilegious theater kid uh but i'm i'm gonna give it a 7.8 it it's i don't know i don't know what it but it but it, it wasn't i don't know it, maybe it's the musicals i've heard before it but it wasn't top tier natasha and pierre great great ending loved it so much but i couldn't say the same about the title track and i feel like that brought it down in the end i thought it was i thought it was cool but you were a fool yeah. now this is never gonna top bear <laughs> only a fool would say that <laughs> <laughs> uh, hope i can like 
try and get that up and try and overpower Bear because I give this a good 9.5 out of 10. Yay. Yay. Yeah, I love so much like first listened to it freshman year and i didn't really think that much of it but i remember like a bit like a surprising good amount of this uh i can't talk but i remember a surprising amount of like stuff from the musical when i first listened to it so i had like a real i had such a fun time with this and i'm probably gonna learn sonia alone and do it for one of my master solos one day yeah shit it's a great song oh and jackson gave this um a 10 out of 10. So, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Let's go. I'm going to give the wheel a bit of a break here because uh, we record these episodes on a Saturday and then I release them the, night, the day after, which is on Sunday. So the, the Sunday that would be following is October 24th, 2021. And so the weeks directly after would be uh, Halloween. So it only feels right we do a Halloween episode. Oh my God. Oh no. Oh my God. This, what are we doing? This next this next rocked album is an album that's uh, not the spookiest <gasps> album ever, but it, the band, which who made it, has garnered a reputation for not only just having a spooky name, but just codifying everything that came after it. And it's, it's very influential in a lot of ways. It's not featured in the great common inspiration playlists, though. So. I think I know who this is. Oh my god. Alright, so, you're probably wrong, but our next album and our first Halloween episode is going to be the self-titled debut of Black Sabbath. Oh boy. Oh, oh I thought it was Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> oh, that would be so funny, though. <laughs> that would have been funny, though. Alright. Alright, thank you. The curtain rises. The curtain rises. Everyone in the boxes and stalls became silent. All the men, old and young, in uniform and evening dress. All the women in the hall with gems on their bare flesh turned their whole attention with curiosity to the stage. 